Rhodes gave him a tolerant smile as he stepped onto the deck. Drake and New Rhodes didn't especially favor the nickname, but circumstances being what they were, what did it matter? All the others are gone then, aren't they? Rhodes asked. Draken nodded. There'd been three of them assigned to the Polynesia, himself and two deputies who Draken had known would be easy to get rid of. Why don't you boys take the rest of the evening off? You can return the favor another night. Their heels had cleared Dockside before he'd even finished his sentence. Just as chickens, Draken said, waving toward the empty decks. Rhodes gave a sign to the driver who'd accompanied him onto the ship, and the big man walked to the stern of the Polynesia. The big man, some kind of Samoan he looked like, produced a six-cell flashlight from under his coat and snapped it on. Draken saw the powerful beam shoot out into the dark harbor. The light blinked a few times and then went out. Soon after, he heard the distant rumble of diesel engines start up. The big Samoan moved away from the taffrail and came back toward them with his light tucked under his arm. "'Go on now, Julian,' Rhodes said. The big man gave his boss a questioning glance. But Rhodes motioned him on toward the gangway. "'I'll leave in the small boat along with the others,' he said. The big man shrugged and went back down the steps. Draken walked to the opposite rail where one of the Polynesia searchlights was mounted and snapped it on. He ran the bright spot over the surrounding waters until he found the approaching vessel, a medium-sized cabin cruiser that had already cut its engines and was swinging about parallel to his own. Miss Miami Priss was the name painted in gold and black across the stern. Draken turned to Rhodes. Must be a come-down for you, riding a stink-pot like that, he said. Rhodes regarded him neutrally. It's Barton Deal's boat, in fact. Your builder friend? Draken glanced down at the idling cabin cruiser. This ain't amateur night, for Christ's sakes. Relax, Draken, Rhodes said. I borrowed the boat. It's just my men down there. Draken nodded, somewhat reassured. Finally, he snapped off the searchlight beam. How much time do we have? Rhodes asked. The engines of the Pris had died away beneath them, leaving the slop of waves against the Polynesia's hull. Long as you need, Draken said, glancing at his watch. The feds are supposed to take over tomorrow about nine, Sheriff said. We'll be finished long before that, Rhodes assured him. You bet your life you will. Draken nearly said, but managed to hold his tongue. It all took until just after midnight, as it turned out. First there was the tying off of the Miss Miami Pris and the boarding of the two men of Rhodes's who piloted her, along with their heavy equipment, a process made all the more difficult by the fact that it had been a while since the Polynesia's cargo boom and winch had been pressed into service. Then, after Draken had discovered that they'd be working below decks in the forepeak, there had been a bit of a problem starting the generator that fed power to that seldom-used section of the ship. Finally they were in readiness, though, the four of them moving down a stuffy passageway, Rhodes leading the way, followed by Draken and the two uncommunicative assistants, dragging their welders' torches and tanks on dollies. "'In here,' Rhodes said finally, stopping to gesture at a bulkhead door.
Draken stopped and glanced at the watertight door, then at the water-streaked ceiling above. They were under the Polynesia's forward decks, he calculated, right about where the forecastle hatch would be. All of his assumptions had proven right so far. He leaned into the heavy wheel handle until it gave, then cranked it open, loosing an ancient smell of fish parts mixed with crushed coal and ocean damp into the narrow passage. He found the lights and switched them on, then stood aside as Rhodes joined him in a spacious, empty compartment. Draken glanced up at the hatchway set in the high ceiling above them, then around at the blank walls as the two helpers dragged their torches inside. Who would ever know? he said to Rhodes, by way of compliment. Not himself, that much was certain. He'd already combed the ship from stem to stern. No other way.